for all those who continue this notion of LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Shut up already. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! You hear the Bulls uh, commentator goes, he wants his mummy. <laughs> he uses Curry way down to White Mamba out. <laughs> he's waited six episodes. Look at him. He can be sweating. <laughs> I was writing that for an hour today. <laughs> well, hello, NBA fans, and welcome to Sports Opinionated. We're here from Australia to give our opinions on the business that burdens the bubble, O'Brien, in the wonderful <laughs> world of the NBA. NBA playoff basketball, there's nothing like it. Prima donna players, historical legends, coaches, commentators. We won't hold back. I'm Pete Evans, and alongside me yet again is Matt O'Brien. O'Brien, how are you going? And just how many media bands are you currently sitting at? What, broken media bands? Broken media bands are you currently sitting uh, at? In these playoffs, I'd say none. I think you're comfortably leading that, leading, leading in this, this category. Have you shut the world well, out? No, I'm just too good at it. I'm just too good at it. Oh, I just goodness. refuse to speak to people. We're in lockdown, Evans. It's quite easy to... Uh, Oh, Stay away. Well, teach me, oh great one. Teach me. How many? How many? I mean double figures. I mean double oh, figures. What? Which has been which has been accentuated, O'Brien, accentuated by the fact that we've started this podcast. So every man and his dog who I know or don't know knows that I'm into NBA. I'm getting scores out of randomness. I got asked for a what do you think of a round two series when according to me, round one hadn't even finished. Uh, I've had uh, texts, you know, timestamps on league pass ruin games, podcasts pop up, uh, scores coming up. I'm, I'm, I'm a mess over here, mate. I've noticed a number of Instagram um, notifications we're getting now, but I just ignore them. They just pop up at the top yep. of the screen. But Instagram I, I leave them well. alone. Well, Matt, last week we kicked off our playoffs preview. We were able to write out our remote recording, and there's been a plethora of prodigious playoff performances. Yes. Four oh, games a day. Four games a day, mate. How good is it? Good thing that most AFL games are unwatchable. Yes, fantastic. Uh, my predictions were just just pristine if you go over them. Absolutely. Just so accurate. I've really given the punters a great deal of guidance there. They've probably, they've probably lost, their house, lost their houses if they were listening to me. Well, before we go into each series, Matt, let's kick into gear and hear your opinion so far. Let's go to our highlights, highlights. my friend. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James! Is this the dagger? I might kick off if you don't mind. I'm going to go with the first uh, highlight. For me, mate, Donovan Mitchell. Now, despite losing game one, the Jazz showed us a foretaste of what was coming up for them with a 57-9 and nine outburst from our man, fueled by your sarcasm last week, O'Brien. <laughs> yes. He has stuck it to the Nuggets. Yeah, he has. He stuck get, it to me. Get this. A... Get this. He's averaging 46-4 and four at 56% in your face shooting clip. Yes. 51 from three. Uh, he's forcing O'Brien into the following apology. Yes, I uh, I will retract my uh, my sarcasm for Donovan Mitchell based on <laughs> based on history, mind you. He's doing something he's never done before, Fair so enough. that's good on him. Yep, good and on a little, him. A little bit of hope for you, hopefully, mate. He's out of contract in twelve months. Chicago. Ooh, Chicago. That's there you nice. go. Yep. What about you, my friend? Uh, Luca, Luca, Luca. 
one as, uh, as as one as, Ma- as Magic said about uh, Jordan in that doco. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's coming off. He's averaged thirty and ten since the restart, but right now he is giving them the business, Evans. I swear to you, he's playing the Clippers, who are allegedly allegedly the best defensive team in the league. He's just 31, 11, and 11 in the series so far. Um, might say a bit more about this later, but that 43-point masterpiece, that's going to be, uh, I'm going to say that's a, what would you call that? That's a that's a landmark on the trip that is Lucas' career. We will remember that game. Yep. And, all sense. Yeah. Awesome. All I like I like masterpiece. Uh, I went with something else. Uh, two teams for mine have stood out, Matty. Uh, the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Now, both had series that the pundits thought would either be close, go the distance, or would go in the other team's favour. They have put paid to that with standout performances. Now, I know, bud, I won't go too far now. We'll go deeper into Sixers Celtics later. Boston's been fantastic. But what the Heat have served up, Matty, has got us genuinely pumped. Genuinely pumped for round two, O'Brien. Yes. Well, uh, following on from following on from that, I had Jason Tatum progressing towards being a top 10 player in the league. Mm-hmm. With 32 and 13 in game one, 33, 5 and 5 in game two. I'm not sure what his numbers were in game four, but I guess the series was well and surely done then. But he is looking like a man who is going to be very hard to stop. He is. He um, is. Okay. Um, allow me this, please. My next highlight, LeBron James. Now, oh. lots of talk lately on him, even though he's been uh, more playmaker than the king, let's be honest. But game three was a timely reminder, my friend, of where he can go to when pushed. I reckon it was really good that Gary Trent Jr. got in his face, really brought the D up in him. But he's 38, 12, and 8 game at 61% was blistering. And then he's followed it up today with a lazy 30 and 10 in a game four that was over before halftime. Love seeing LeBron step it back up. Yeah, it's fair to say he's just uh, bullying over the top of those little blokes. My last one was uh, Patrick Beverly. He was my third highlight. Excuse me? Yeah. Because um, he strained his calf, and that, that has meant we have not have not had to watch his ridiculous antics. Everyone <laughs> bar the Clippers fans would have to see that as a highlight. That he's yep. standing, sitting there on the bench with his little face mask on, just you know, yep, 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 yep. You know, it's just uh, fantastic. That he's not actually on the court, annoying Luca, fair or enough, the, mate. or the singer. Fair enough, mate. You've gone to a two-nil lead. You'll understand why later. Um, and your one-nil lead was because of Luca. He was my fourth. Look, it doesn't hurt that what he's doing is against the most unpopular team in the league. They're, they're, they're not the defensive juggernaut we would have them as, by the way, the Clippers. They're fifth. They're really good there, but they're not top four. Uh, he has been unbelievable. Getting in the face of Marcus Morris, taking on KY and PG. And you're right. I, I called it historic. What did you call it? A masterpiece. That that game, four game winner, absolutely fantastic. Now, if you if, just to follow on from that, did you see that he also had a crack at uh, Montrez Harrell for flopping like a little you-know-what? At one stage, and uh, Montrez Harrell apparently offered a uh, racial slur to Luca. Did he? And was forced to apologise. Not forced, but he went and apologised to him before the game. Okay. Was before... it to do with his colour or his yes, ethnicity? No, his colour of skin. I don't know exactly what he said, but okay. Um, he there's footage of him going up and hugging Luca before game four. Game okay. four. Um, and watching that game in its entirety, I. 
Montrez was nowhere near as aggressive at Luca as what he was in the first few games. There you go. There you go. That's strange coming from the Clippers team. So likable. Well, Matt, let's go to our our first big story. The ace, the east. The The ace. the least, the least in conference. You've kicked them. That. You've kicked them down the run sheet. Let's be honest. You've I kicked have. them down the run sheet. I have. That was a private board meeting, and you can bleed about it publicly. West, your like. West, your West Senate. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. The East, the East playoffs is kind of writing its own narrative, and it leads us into next week. So we're going to hold that on until later in the pod, Matt. Let's start out West, and you know where we're going to begin, right? You know where we're beginning. Oh, I let me have a guess. Well, you'd like to start at the top, so we're going to start at Lakers Blazers. I'm going to go first, Matt, if you don't mind. Um, for game two alone, I had 25 notes and had changed the beds at home, vacuumed the floors twice, oh, and my kitchen was spotless. It's it's a high-intensity experience watching the Lakers. And just a lazy 56 notes and opinions that I wrote down for game three. Now, O'Brien, the first note I need to take up is that this Blazers team is a very difficult one for the iPhone. Um, Hassan Whiteside has become white wife. Um, a phrase I've never I've never used once in my lifetime. <laughs> CJ McCollum becomes cheers every time I write CJ. And I cannot repeat on air some of the phrases that poor Yusuf Nurkic has become. <laughs> but the worst one is, is my boy, Anthony Simons. Now, Anthony Simons becomes every time anger, www.espn.com, every time I try to write Well, no name. wonder he's angry. He's not playing. Not playing. <laughs> I don't know what he's done. Now, Matt, did you know that Dane... Lilliard has hit uh, 55 threes from 30 feet plus. Did you know that? Yeah, that's unbelievable. This stuff. is the kind of stuff that was keeping my house clean. Yeah. So Portland made the smart move, Manny, to switch uh, Whiteside into game three. Jeff and Gurney's like, I've got no idea why. Well, Jeff, it's because the Lakers' strength is their size, and that's totally mitigated with Nurkic and Whiteside starting. Didn't work. Matt, I switched on Davis as a top seven player in the league, and if or when... KCP, Kuzma or Green can finally hit a shot. The Lakers are a top four team. Yes, I I, I, I did say last week that the size is just going to be too much for the Blazers. And I did I did uh, text you that during game two, halfway through the third quarter of game two, they looked gassed to me. And they haven't recovered since then, I don't believe. I reckon they're cooked. Okay. Portland. Not that that's a major major prediction given they're down three to one, but I think they cooked for energy. They cooked for energy, and this will just play itself out. Um, a word of warning though for for you. You're very positive, very up. Fair enough. A word of warning for you though that the, the D I've watched from the Lakers is not great overall. Um, <laughs> the effort, the rotations aren't anywhere near as locked in as they would need to be. The further they go, at one stage in Game Three, I'm not sure if you saw this. Portland ran a virtual half-court set, four on three, while AD and LeBron were standing in the foul line at the opposite end. This was called out by Van Gundy. It's just absolutely absurd. So they're going to have to bring a bit more than that. They cop the Clippers or the Mavs. Fair Probably enough. be the Clippers in a few weeks. Fair so. enough. You've, you've taken one of my uh, my lines from later in this. Um, yes, so you, was, uh... you've gone to a 4-0 lead, but I'm going to bring it back to 4-1, Matt, because guess which team has the best defense in the bubble? Oh, who was it? Los Angeles Lakers, my friend. Oh, yes, so right. I appreciate your anecdotes. And we've had some moments. We've definitely had some moments. I agree with you. Um, you've, you've touched on one. And you know I've been bleating to you about this all season. That this team doesn't have a transition D problem. It has a super, superstar problem. Mate, the ability of LeBron or Davis to get stripped or miss a shot 
and then just walk, saunter, or not even come back onto into screen. He's, it's egregious, O'Brien. It's yes, egregious. egregious. Mark Jackson called it embarrassing. Um, it was spot on. By the yeah. way, on this team, Kyle Kuzma's dribbling versus my eight-year-old son, Joshy, in a dribbling contest would be a must-see competition. He oh, is really? No good. Not happy with dribbling. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but look, yes, I am upbeat, mate. I, I counted up the other day. Between my Bombers and the Lakers, I have gone 24 combined years without a finals or a playoffs win. So you're darn right I'm up and about, my friend. You're yep. darn right I'm up and about. Fair enough. That's enough of the Lakers. What's next? <laughs> now, now, I'll, I'll just simply say... Well, you got say, more points? <laughs> I've got one little thing to say, that I will genuinely miss Dame. He's been a star. I'll also miss the Blazers' uh, coaching staff's dentist-like uniforms. Um, <laughs> I, I looked at his only enhanced when they put their masks on. Um, go well, Portland. It's been great having you. Yeah, Terry, Terry Stotts is not exactly the... Uh... Uh, the most vibrant coach there on the sideline. He's very, very conservative, down to he's earth. Not, he's very he's gentle, not. very gentle man. But he, <laughs> he, he gives good feelings. All right, yes. let's let's jump into Clippers Mavs, which is two to two. Uh, Matt, I know you've already uh, called out Luca in a good way. I'll let you jump in here. What are you seeing in this series? Um, I'm seeing that if a couple of things, the, 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 the series is going back and forth at the moment. If the Clippers bring the energy and defensive intensity they brought to game three, they're going to be a real tough out for anyone. Um, yep. But they're just not bringing it every time. Um, I love seeing, we mentioned this earlier, about the, the Latibian gangbanger, our boy Porzingis, and Luca <laughs> not backing down an inch. We talked about this earlier. I love that. They were, they were trying to intimidate them, the Clippers, but they didn't get anywhere with that. Um, the Mavs will be a, a must-watch team in the next few years. They're going to, it's going to be fascinating to see where they go. Um, yeah. Just a little note for, for Paul George, who wanted to stick it to Dame a couple of weeks back. Do you recall oh, him, and, him and Beverly mocking him with his, his little minion Beverly there on the sidelines uh, mocking Dame at the end of that game? Our listeners can't see me shaking my head. I know you can. I'm with uh, you on this. Go for it, mate. Hit him hard. You, you'd, you'd want to get your own house in order when you show such disrespect to a great player. Yes. This is Paul George in this series. 15 a game at 29%, 22% on threes. And he's providing a whopping 3.8 assists per game. Um, he's Luca's you-know-what at this point. And if the Clips are going to win this series, he needs to get on his bike. If you take out game one, this is the frightening thing, Evans. If you take out the game one where he went for 27, yep. he's gone at 11.3 points at 15% and 16% on threes. Yes. <laughs> this is from a man who's very confident in who he is. Mm-hmm. He'd want to lift. Let he me would. tell you, he'd want to lift. So, yep. Um, they're bringing it. I, I said this last week. It was the one, the one series I may have got correct, is that I, the, the Dallas Mavericks were going to give them all they could handle, and that's the way it's played out. This, yeah. this, this will go seven, I believe. Um, yeah, this is this is must must watch TV right now. Yep, nice one. You're up to a five-one lead. I was ready to jump all over Paul George. I will go dibs on a quote I've got regarding him later. I'll make this big call, Matt. I will say that the game five of this series is the biggest NBA game of the year. Yes. Yep. Good call. At some good point, call. Paul George has to go off. If he doesn't, yep. and say Lou Williams goes a little bit cold, he's keeping them in this. He went for 36 in game four, uh, yep. despite the loss. Yeah. Um, if they lose this game, if they the Clippers lose this game five, my money's on Dallas for the series, which is not a huge call. But this is the team I had down to win the title, yep. uh, the Clippers. And, and they are not just ambling through this. Um, Doc Rivers is trying anything he can. They put Zubach on the uh, the offensively anemic Finney Smith. They've got KY going. 
They've replaced Richie Jackson with Landry Shamit, who's a plus defender. Therefore, Matt, I mean, you and I probably watched this play like most NBA fans so many times. Why the heck was Reggie Jackson on Luka Doncic on that final play of game four? Why? What was the score? 6-0? Did you just... It was, it's 5-2 now. You're up. All right, now you just got Paul one Paul George there. wasn't. Paul George wasn't. Kawhi wasn't. I'll give you the reason why. You want to know the reason why? He got pulled to a screen and roll and didn't even try and run around the screen. Just happily stepped back and took took the big man. Made no effort at all. Made no effort at all to fight over it and stay with him. Absolutely none. Didn't want it, which is very bizarre for him, I would have thought. Yep. Oh, totally. It is bizarre. But they they trusted the wrong guy. Should have been Shamit. Lucas stepped back and hit the exact same shot he hit on Reggie Jackson with three minutes to go from the exact same spot. This is one of my pet peeves, mate. Steve Kerr used to do it all the time with Steph Curry, and it drove me mad. Put your best defenders on the court when you need a stop. Well, it cost them a huge playoff game. If the Mavs can start to get some of the rub of the green of the refs, good luck with that, by the way, after that ridiculous zinger ejection. Do you see the Paul George ankle tap on Seth Curry like he was going for a touchdown? No call there. Marcus Morris getting away with thuggery. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And they're uh, they're going to keep coming, the Mavs. They're going to keep coming. And whether it's whether it happens this season or next, it's it's um that's a force. It's a force to be reckoned with. Haven't pointed out that to... Luke is hurt, by the way. Haven't pointed out that Luke is hurt. Yeah, How yeah, good is yeah. This well, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm not sure if that was a bit of soccer diving or not, or how serious he's hurt. But uh, we'll leave that. We'll see Fair how enough. we uh, how it pans out. Well, let's jump across to the biggest surprise series, or probably the playoffs, Matty, and that is the aforementioned Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell up three-one on the Denver Nuggets. Um, I'll jump in first. This could be this could have been another blast series, but Donovan Mitchell and to a lesser extent Jamal Murray have put pay to that. Do you know it's the first time two opposing players have gone for fifty plus in a playoff game? Obviously, Mitchell go four on one. He is destroying Porter Jr. Um, reminding us why Porter Jr. hasn't always gotten the game time we thought he deserved. Mike Conley. Back Mike in the Conley series. sighting. A sighting. A two, sighting. He's two, there. Mate. He's had the baby. He's come back in. He's gone for 27 and 26 oh, in two games. Keeping up all night. Clarkson, <laughs> 20 a game at, at 50%. Gobert, 19 at 75%. This is amazing. Aside from Jokic and Murray, Denver are getting absolutely nothing. And this is with Utah missing their third best player. In Bogdanovich, absolute turn up this series. Yeah, I could still see, I could still see Denver coming back here. Okay. Obviously, this next game, obviously, is uh, next two games are cutthroat for them. But they're, yeah, I can see them. I reckon this will still go at least six. I reckon oh, they'll bounce wow. back. I reckon they'll bounce yeah. back. My boys, due, my boys, due for a ten of thirty-nine kind of game. <laughs> <laughs> he might go for sixty-five. He's, he's going to be confident to shoot. That, let's just say that much. He's going to keep okay. shooting. He's going to keep shooting. shooting. Yep, fantastic. Can I kind of move us ahead to the other surprising series that has cropped up, Matt? Yes, I've got a bit honest. 4v5. Okay, jump in, please. This this Houston team, how they lost game uh, three is absolutely beyond me. They threw away game three. Have you seen the end of game three? Yes, sir. Up five with a minute left. Um, They let Chris Paul just dribble down and just lay the ball in twice. In the last minute, <laughs> twice. All you got to do is just play normal end of game defense, and they go up three games to none. And now, after today, they couldn't hang on today. 
they're in a world of trouble now, Houston, in a world of trouble. They've given them confidence, and this could go anywhere, this series. Um, just an, a side note, OKC have found one here in Lou Dort. Yes, have you seen this man? He is I a have. little muscle ball, six he foot is. three. He's a bigger version of Paul Puopolo playing for the OKC. Oh, and man, oh man, can he defend. He's giving Harden all sorts of trouble at the moment when he's playing ISO against him. He can't seem to get past him. When he does, he recovers. Keep an eye on this kid. He's unreal. Well, the Um, anecdote on that very man, Matty, was that he tried to take uh, Trent Tucker to the hole. It looked like two semi-trailers coming together on the Eastern Freeway. It was unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got one for you, Um, similar to Paul George. I've always thought this. Eric Gordon takes awful three-point shots over and over again. From a mile out, off one pass, Early in the shot clock, when the other team has momentum and you just need to steady things up and get a good possession, he'll just jack one. Before game, before today's game, he was 7 of 34 on threes oh, brutal. in the series. Brutal. He takes awful shots and he misses most of them. He's now out two weeks, by the way, with a sprained ankle today. So that further hampers uh, their efforts. I'm not sure when his uh, buddy Westbrook is coming back, but... Yeah, they're uh, they've got an issue here, Houston. Okay. They've got a yes, big yes. issue with no oh. home court, no home court fans. This is just anyone's guess. This series, yep. all home court ref- uh, commentators. Um, I can see this series going anyway. Obviously, it started with Harden being absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, in the last three seasons, he's had a, he's averaged 30, 36, and thirty-four. Uh, we're so quick because of the flopping to point out his faults. But he had how many games this year without Westbrook or Gordon? and yeah, got them into, into the four spot. If his team had been playing the type of quote-unquote defense Damian Lillard and Portland were serving up, they gifted us 80 in the first half today, by the way. 80. Oh, 80. Harden would be getting killed. Instead, he's the main reason they're alive. Um, Schroeder has been the difference to mine. Back from paternity leave, 30 in game four yeah, after 29 good in point. game three. Chris Paul is still Chris Paul. And our boy, SGA, Shay Gilgis-Alexander, has had his moments... You talked about Eric Gordon, you're spot on. Houston's role players just need to do more. Austin Rivers and Ben McLemore have disappeared. And one of the bubble benefits, would we call it that, has been to be able to watch Jeff Green up close. He has a good game in game two. And then yes, late in the game, yes. key key defensive play, he just he literally walked around, got lost, and just watched Schroeder hit an open three. They're yeah. enig- enigmatic, this Houston team. I could see this going yeah. any way from here. Yeah, he's a broken clock, Jeff Green. He's good twice a day. That's about it. Okay. No good after that. There we go. Well, mate, that's that's the West. We're now going to go in. Shift gears for a moment. We're going to go into our quotes. Another bitter twist to the dark side of an all-American success story. I know. You're not narrating the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, Robert's Crowe's come play with the Bulls. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? I had no problem with the glove. This is what I've had to put up with for, over, for about 20 years. We've, uh, we've, both you and I have pulled out some of the memorable lines from the last uh, from the last week. Um, you want to go first or do you want me to jump in? I haven't got many here, so maybe you go first. Okay, cool. cool. If I sent you this line, I'm going to give you the line. Can you tell me who said it? I did 112. Who said that? I did 112. You've got me. <laughs> I did 112. Um, during uh, Lakers-Blazers, I think it was game two, they showed LeBron, you know, some of the pre-game workout stuff he was doing. And then he was on the ball and he ended up doing some push-ups. 
And then they've, they've crossed to some pre-recorded footage of Jeff Van Gandhi, Jeff Van Gandhi bobbing his head up and down. He's doing push-ups at a million miles an hour as Mike Breen and Mark Jackson lose it. And they're laughing at him and he goes, I did 112. His bald head bobbing up and down was solid comedy gold, my friend. Fantastic <laughs> got, from Van Gundy. I've got to look at that. Yep. I've got to look at that. Um, this one was from the TNT broadcast that I had. I, I couldn't believe this. This was hilarious. They got Chuck there. He's doing his thing. And he talked about how well Carl Kuzma was playing. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, Chuck. <laughs> and they tried to say to him, what did you say? I said, Carl, Carl, Carl Kuzma. I said, no, no, you said Carl. And they're like, no, 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 I didn't. I said, I said, Carl Kuzma. Charles. <laughs> no, no, Charles, you said Carl Kuzma. Oh, you probably on, wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know which team he's playing for, Chuck. Rightio. Right. Well, he's going to get one back on you, mate, because would you believe Charles Barkley is my next quote? Um, after the aforementioned Paul George playoff games of 14, 11 and 9, He's put Paul George directly in the gun, and Matt, he hasn't missed. You're going to love this. Because as you talked about, Paul George, not lacking in confidence, gives himself many nicknames, including one, Playoff P. Now, don't jump in yet. He calls himself Playoff P. Charles Barkley says, you can't be calling yourself Playoff P and lose all the time. They don't call me Championship Chuck. <laughs> Uh, that's magnificent. Now, we've got the normally, you know, very calm speaking and uh, proper Doris Burke. She was uh, commentating the C6s series, a couple of games there. Jalen Brown copped a corker, or a corky, it should have said there in my notes. Not a corker, he copped a corky. Um, her description was, oh, he's taken one on the ass. <laughs> I'm like, Doris. Oh, Doris, no. come on. Oh, that's goodness. not on from you. Not on from you. Okay, fair enough. Now, my last one, my, my next one, sorry, is a bit personal. And, and um, I was very surprised. I got an unexpected voicemail from a female listener. Oh, and, what? Yeah, I know. And Do I, we know them? Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who it was. Now, I hadn't given out my number on, on uh, our Instagram accounts, Sports Opinionated, if you're in, on Insta. Um, I don't know if we've set up our, our Twitter yet, but... I, there was a message left for me, and it literally said this. It's the Greek freak, don't run from the grind. <laughs> if you remember our line last week, you know who that was? Who was that? My mum, Marcia Evans. Oh, Evans' mum's makes her first appearance. Congratulations, Marcia. Great to have you on the pod. Great to have you she on the pod. She knows her mom. stuff, clearly. Clearly Someone knows her stuff. Unbeknownst to me, O'Brien, unbeknownst. Someone, a staff, a staff worker at the home where my, my lovely mum lives has, has downloaded the pod, played it for her, and she's left me with a double Giannis and PG quip. Double Giannis. I love it. Love it. Love it. Now, I'll, I'll keep this theme going. This, one's, this one is also from our household. Um, okay. You do recall that uh, the Houston Golden State series in the last couple of seasons, <laughs> the constant, constant flopping of CP3 and Harden, correct? Oh, you recall yep. this? Yep. It was just, it was a pandemic of flopping, Evans. Um, at the end of game three, I'm not sure if you saw this, it was an inbounds ball from the baseline, and Harden and CP3 are like yes, tackling each other, right? <laughs> yep. Well, I'm watching this, I'm watching this, this with my wife. Deborah sees them fall to the floor, and she says, that makes sense, both of them are lying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> After what she'd seen of them the year before. Bang! 
The Warriors fan, my wife, yep. she was – that was fantastic. Stick to the both of them. Fantastic. Great clip. Great clip. Um, where will I go next? My next one is from the great Mark Jackson, who you and I have just absolutely hammered over many years, although we love him. Uh, towards the end of game, one, a recent Lakers game, he's gone, uh, I, I think the bench won this game for the Lakers. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> firstly, he says this with five minutes left with the game in play. Why would he try and jinx us? Secondly, he said it in the game where LeBron went for, as I said, 38, 8, and 12. So it was game three. AD adds in a lazy 29, 11, and 8. Which bench player does he think won it for us? Must was have been Kuz- the general. Must have been the general. No, Kuzma <laughs> with seven. Dwight Howell with five. Markeith Morris with two. Or J.R. Smith with a donut. Oh, what about the us? general? What did the general do? <laughs> Not enough for mentioning. He, he's My struggling. The general. My he's man. struggling. Our man Caruso. Now, as part of our as part of our Instagram feed, we get random stuff now, Evans. I'm not sure if you follow oh. our Instagram feed. Um, there was a thing from ESPN. This has got this is this is uh, this is switching gears slightly. Um, Randy Moss, the great Randy Moss on Instagram, was a clip from his Minnesota days. And everyone's standing around stretching before the game. And Randy says, I don't stretch, you know me. 84, don't stretch on game day. I came out of the womb ready. <laughs> That's my man, Randy Moss. <laughs> oh. 84, don't stretch on game day, Evans. You just remember that. Don't stretch on game day, right. If you're a first-time <laughs> listener, Matt brought in a, a golf reference last week. He's gone with NFL oh, this week. Oh, that's all right. We're, 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 we, we can... You know, we're an equal opportunity employer. We can we can we can include other stuff. He's a bit loose, my, my main man here. Now, Matt, have you got any more, or can we? No, I'm I'm done for there. Though I might okay. look listen to some more commentary closely after a couple of your pearls. That's fantastic. No worries, bud. Well, Matt, we're in the midst of some uh, what what is it? What's it being called? It is literally the most lopsided Eastern playoffs round one we've ever had. But still, there's a whole lot good to come out of it. You want to kick into Bucks, Bucks Magic, which is currently at three one. Oh, thrilling series here. Um, yes, Orlando surprised them in game one. They must have been half asleep, the Bucks. But um, they said enough of this, enough of this tomfoolery and general shenanigans. Um, shenanigans. They just tightened the screws on the Magic. Who started game two, Evans, <laughs> check this, by going four of 34 <laughs> to start game two. <laughs> Yeah, so from there on out, it's just been a uh, procession. Giannis just doing his thing. 31, 16, and 6 so far in the series. Um, quick mention on Vucevic. Well after done. my uh, stuff up last week. Um, <laughs> he's, he's going at 29 and 10 against a good defensive front court. So kudos to him. That should yep. not be uh, taken lightly, 29 and 10 from the big man. Exactly. So, it's a genuine very, kudos too because you've actually learned his name. Um, yes. Look, I don't hold it against the Bucks that they dropped game one. The Magic actually beat the Raptors last year in game one. Do you know that? Um, yes. Look, the Clippers and the Lakers are having many of their vulnerabilities exposed at the moment. I reckon Bucks are travelling on along very nicely, very nicely indeed. So let's jump across to the other um, beatdown, the Raptors and the Nets. Um, a series the Raptors just closed recently, four games to, to nil, got the sweep. Look, I'll jump in. Really good output here against a decimated but a decent Nets team. Obviously, the Raptors a, need Lowry's ankle to gear up. Had a crack. Um, had a crack the yep. They'll need to have five out on every play against the Celtics, uh, the Raptors, which we'll touch on later. They basically have seven players in double-digit scoring averages, not including Marcus Gasol, by the way, who went for 6.3 these these playoffs. Only seven and a half points a game this season, Marcus Gasol. Can't wait to see the, next, the Nets 
later this year or whenever they kick in the next season. It's a bit of morbid anticipation with KD and Kyrie coming together. It'll oh, either yeah. really shake things up in the East or it'll shake things up in Brooklyn. Either way, you and I will be watching. Well, the interviews will be good. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. They're going to be the most interviewable pair in the in the league. Yeah, I uh, just I, can I line up this with the next series or I've got my go comments here. It's probably related to the next series. We yeah, can talk about Boston, Philly, but... Toronto are going to be playing Boston, which is just going to be an absolute cracker. Um, Toronto's... Oh, okay. Come on, we'll get to that later. We'll get to the round two later. Well, this probably relates to it, but the three-point shooting of Toronto is just... That's a big weapon for them. As a team, they shot it at 43% in this first-round series. And the scoring spread, it got Van Vliet at 21, my man, Spicy P at 21, Serge, Sergey at 19, Powell at 17, Larry only averaged 12, so we know he can lift on a scoring sense, and an OB9. The length and athleticism, Evans, on defense, I mean, they're right there. They're going to, I've got them over Boston, actually. I reckon they're going to do the job, the Raptors. Okay. Well, we will get there soon. Uh, and if you're listening again for the first time and you're wondering who the heck Spicy P is, it is most Pascal improved candidate, Siakam. Pascal Siakam, who's become a star this year. Well, I bring up the next series, sadly. And I mean that genuinely oh, because sadly. the Sixers and the Celtics ended Why up falling asleep. I'm genuinely sad about this because our man, who I really like, Brett Brown, is now the former coach of the Sixers, having been fired earlier today. Um, predictably. Predictably, I know. But still, never good when someone loses their job. Why don't you jump in here first, Matt, for Sixers-Celtics, your take? The Sixers, the Sixers had a crack, but they just don't have the weapons. I think the roster's not well-constructed. Um, and I don't, I don't know where they go from here. They've got to make some moves, I think, which we will cover in depth at a later point. Yes, we will. Um, Could be their own podcast, the Sixers, where they're at. The yeah, league. but Boston moving the ball really well. They're moving the ball really well. Their defensive rotations are quite good, very solid. Um, and they're not really afraid. They've got some – they're sharing the load scoring-wise in terms of the big moments. So that, that can spread anywhere from Tatum to Brown to, to Kemba, who had a huge shot in a big game. Yes, he um, did. Yes, he did, our man. And Philly had game three. They had game three on their hands till um, Big Joe just couldn't make a one-and-a-half-metre pass to Horford under the basket and tried to throw it to the corner and got intercepted. And then um, yep. there was a intentional foul from our man Jay Rich who uh, put that game away for Boston. They went up 3-0. Yes, that, was their, that was their only – that was their shot. I thought Boston had been superb. They're a really likeable team. They protected the ball against the swarming Sixers D. As you said, they unleashed Jason Tatum to the tune of 27 and 10 at 50%. 45% from three, our man. Kemba, I agree with you, magnificent. Calls himself the gatekeeper. I really like his leadership for this team. Jalen, magnificent as well. Marcus Smart's ball handling has really picked up, and he gave Tobias Harris way more than he can handle. 15 a game at 38% is what the Sixers got for their $33 million um, from Tobias Harris. And there's Look, a, as lot, you said, a lot more years to come too, isn't there, on that deal? Yeah, I'm holding up four fingers, my friend. Embiid went for 30 and 12. Everyone else shot it at a horrible clip. They were outmatched every way. And hopefully, now that we see a bit more of the Celtics, we'll see more of the Celtics. I know you love the names. Romeo Langford, just so I can say his name. Oh, Romeo, Romeo. Romeo Where Langford. Where are they, Romeo? <laughs> Romeo Langford. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, okay. My- I move on to Miami, Indiana. Oh, it's all right. We know what's happening there. I wasn't interested before, and I'm not interested now. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is poor from you. This is poor from you because I have been so impressed by the heat to sweep this series for Zip. 
Could have been another blast series. Not for me, but for people like you, O'Brien, the kind of half-hearted NBA followers who just want to listen to the noise. They got the job done, one of your phrases. I do feel bad for Indiana. They got the the four spot. They had no Sabonis, already 17 and a half points a game, 12 boards, five yeah. dimes. He's a Big beast. Off. Now, Big I'm off. on record here. I think I was on this pod, Matt. I was worried about this guy pre-series, but Oladipo, oh my goodness, 15 points at 35%. He yeah. turned the ball over. One in five times he touched it, advanced stats alert. He's just diabolical. Huge problem with him. Miami have five players in high double-digit scoring averages, mate. They know who their nine are. They've got a strong identity. They even broke the lid, broke the seal on your boy Kendrick Nunn for game four, bud. Oh, what about my man? He couldn't get two DMPs. So he uh, he had three, I think, DMPs. Went for 14 minutes in game four. So they're 10 deep which, as we know, with concerns over the long layoff and injuries, is really going to help them. But the star for me has been Duncan Robinson. 88% of his attempts are threes, but he's more than just that. He's a great playmaker. He's an excellent reader of the play. He moves around like clay, and that I'm not just saying that lightly. You know how I love clay. In game three, mate, he did this pitch and catch off a contested three. So he dumped it down to the guy in the post, repositioned, made the open three while the defender was still trying to find him. He's at over 44% from three the entire series on seven attempts a game. He has got them something, mate. So yeah, love him what found, love definitely, him found one, definitely found one there. Have they um was there any uh, was there any validity in the complaint from our man uh, Nate McMillan? Um, with the 50 free throws taken by Miami in game three? <laughs> was there any validity in that complaint? It's, I didn't watch the game, obviously, because I have no yeah. interest in this series. But was there any complaint in that? Yeah, look, I think they've got the classic Chris Paul approach. They're quite a physical t- team, Miami, which I'm about to touch on with this series against the Bucs. Um, they're not going to give every player six fouls and kick everyone out. So, yep, they were allowed to be physical. And if they are allowed to be physical, then round two becomes must-see TV. And then w- let's jump in there straight away, can we? Can we jump yeah. into Bucs and Heat round two? Yep. You got a take on that? I, w- I want to hear your opinion on this. Oh, I think... I think Giannis will still be a big a big issue, but I think the depth of the heat, as you've just mentioned, is going to make this series go longer than people may expect. That's what okay. I think. Um, but I still think my I still think Milwaukee have the edge. I think they're going to be a bit big for them. Um, okay. But I would see a series going six games. I think we've got a Miami team here who aren't afraid of Giannis or the Bucks, not one bit. Now, mate, in Bam Adebayo. I hope Basil can get that one right. I did well there. We've got a defender who can at least try to contain the Greek freak one-on-one. Heat a two-and-one against the Bucks this season, and they were up 17 at the half in the game that they lost. Um, if Bam is on his game and they can build a Stan Van Gundy wall in front of Antetokounmpo, they can at least mitigate the Bucks shooting. Then they have a shot. If Miami's smart, and they are, they're going to go right at Giannis. They're going to try and get in his head. That headbutt from a few games ago showed that he's gettable. They are strong, physical. I like their chances. I'm interested to see who Jimmy Butler Butler picks a fight with this series. <laughs> he seems to have someone on every team. Hey, mate, if it's one of the more popular guys in the league, like, I don't know, a George Hill or a Kyle Korver, he could happily turn heel for the rest of the playoffs. Yes. Eric Bledsoe, the major X factor here for me. If he gets going and gets everyone else going from Milwaukee, it's the Bucks series to lose. I'm the, I'd yeah. probably tip the same as you. I got Bucks in six. Yeah, they got, they got a better bench. They got a better bench for mine. Sure thing. Got a better sure bench thing. for mine. Yeah. And then we move on to Toronto and Boston. The yep. boss, the Boston Celtics. Mate. So this series is going to be epic. It's going to be epic. I just, I've got Toronto in seven. I've got Toronto in seven. Hey. Um, 
I just think their three-point shooting um, is going to get them over the line. They're a bit deeper than Boston too. When you've got to play Brad Brad uh, Wanamaker, the Brad Wanamaker, the fact he's playing at all is a concern for Boston. I would have thought. (laughs) Yeah. No, look, you're you're spot on. Gordon Hayward has been and is their Achilles heel through sheer bad luck. The poor fella breaking his leg in the first minute on court of his contract. He's out with an ankle for four weeks. How do you do an ankle sprain and you're out for four weeks, Matty? Yeah, I don't know. But that won't have him back at all for this series. Correct. At all. Correct. Yeah. Yep. yep. Toronto are the best coach team in the league. The West Australians, Craig O'Donoghue, mate, friend of this podcast, said that when Canada played Australia in the World Cup, Nick Nurse talked to the refs from the tip-off to the final buzzer. <laughs> Never stopped. Well, in, a, in, a, in a nice way? <laughs> uh, well, it depended on what was going on at the time. A game they somehow won, by the way. Look, you're, you're spot on. They're the most cohesive, unified, best defensive team in the bubble. Um, Boston, no scrubs, by the way. They're the fourth best defensive team. Tatum will have to go off. It's not beyond him. But one major disappointment for me, my friend, is that this game is not being played in front of live fans. Now, obviously, that's a given. We know that. But, mate, if the Boston fans, if they had to see this Kyle Lowry rampant flopping that's been going on for a couple of years now, they would riot, mate. They would not put up with some of this blatant cheating that he's mm. been put putting out. So, look, I'd love Boston to get through. They're a far more interesting team for mine. Can't see it, though. Um, I love their ceiling. I'm just not sure they're there yet. Raptors in six for me. Yeah, a couple of big Lowry games could be the difference, actually. He's only averaged 12 in that Brooklyn series. If he had a couple of big 30-point games, which he can do, that could be the difference for him. Indeed. Indeed. Well, Matt, it's time for our favourite segment of the podcast. Peripherals. Into the peripherals. It's always a concern when you've got to start a sentence, Matt, with the words, I'm not into fat shaming. But... MJ wearing a Detroit three-peat T-shirt. Oh, no. Just how strong was Judd Bushler's coffee the morning that he got interviewed? <laughs> but Matt's just asked me the question. And I'm answering it. Because I'm not getting an adequate response. Now, why don't you jump in? I know you love these. Give us your first, please. Um, game one of the Celtics-Sixers series. At the end of the third quarter, a, uh, the rarely played Robert Williams of the Celtics. Yes. Um, uh, there might have been about five seconds left, and I think he was throwing a baseball pass, and he's just on the right of the ring there, maybe a couple of metres out from the ring. He catches the ball in front of his own bench and then turns to do a little fade away, and all the guys stood up as the, as the buzzer when he let go of the ball, and he hit the side of the backboard. <laughs> oh, they still gave him some high fives as he just shrugged, oh, off, with, shrugged off with his head down back to the end of the bench. Yep, yep, fantastic. Now, Matt, you know the new configuration of the courts sees the guys on the bench have that kind of that big uh, board in front of them so they can't just step straight out onto court? Yes. Now, teams are using this board magnificently, mate. I'm going to give you the four levels of board celebration that have caught my eyes in the periphery. The first one is the pound. Now, you would have liked this, this you know, the simple lean over and just pounding the board <laughs> when something, yes. something good yes. goes. You, you would have loved that at Box Hill North, yes. mate, when you probably pounded – the, yeah. the the uh, the divider of the of the change rooms. So level one, the pound. Level two is the leap. So someone makes a big play, makes a big three, and as they're going back, the opposition yeah, player, yeah, the time like, out. all they, the time they out. jump out, yeah, yeah, they yeah, jump yeah. over. So they, oh. they leap over to give the high fives. It's just the four um, stages of celebration being relived from your fortieth. That's stage two, <laughs> the leap. Stage three, Matt. I kid you not, the straddle. The straddle. So Who's doing the straddle? Or when a teammate's cooking, happened for Toronto, of course, very unified team there. And 
are players just straddling like a horse <laughs> as, their, as their players just going off on the court. Fantastic. Uh, but the last one, man, level four is takes NBA elite athleticism, and I call it the handstand. It is oh, literally the handstand. What? So standing behind the board, no one can see this but you, and they lean over after a teammate does something magnificent, the full touch of the court with the hands, with the feet up, and then core strength back to the standing position. Magnificent oh, handstand I saw. An inverted parabola of a push-up, Evans. Inverted parabola from <laughs> – and we'll give those – the 10 from the Romanian judge goes to the Portland Trailblazers. Couldn't yeah. see who it was with the mask. Yeah. The handstand. Magnificent. You're in career best, career best. I'm going back to, to Doris Burke at the moment. She, Daniel Tice did something like, I don't know, something boring while Joel Embiid was tearing him a new one. He set a screen or he did something like that and someone hit a shot because he set a screen and Doris Doris chimes in and says, did you see that? The things he does just don't show up on the box score. And this is while the ball's being dribbled back up the court by Philly. Yeah. He then proceeds to foul shake Milton on a long jumper. And that shot goes in, and then he makes the free throw for a three-point play. Straight as, <laughs> as she's saying, the things he does just don't show up on the box score. Yep. Magnificent timing. Yep. Yep. Magnificent timing from Doris. You might want to save it for when you renegotiate your contract. Matt, question for you without notice. How many? About how many bottles of liquor do you have in your home? Uh, during the lockdown or? <laughs> <laughs> on average. Oh, on do I have personally? Probably three or four. Okay, there Maybe. you go. There you go. Um, for the for the bubble, uh, um, for a team in the Portland Trailblazers who may not have made the playoffs, CJ McCollum had eighty five bottles of wine <laughs> delivered to his room. Oh. <laughs> eighty five bottles, mate. Wow, that's that's uh, yeah. He must need some calming before the big game. Yep. Um, yep. It, Dwight Howard <laughs> fouling on every second possession is just so funny to me. <laughs> we all know, Dwight, you're going to foul. We all know you're going to foul, except for you, mate. All right? We know you're going to do it. So when you react as though you haven't fouled someone, when you've tackled them or done what you've done, mate, you have committed a foul in the last 15 years. That's just so amusing to me. Uh, that game where he had five fouls in about seven minutes, so I was literally laughing every time. I'm like, here he goes. Here he goes. <laughs> Fantastic. Good on you, Dwight. Good on you, Dwight. Now, Matt, one for you, because I know you've hated this. Uh, you probably, I don't know if you picked it up, but at the, at the quarter time interview of game two, Celtics coach Brad Stevens had to totally guess what was being asked of him because the commentator had both a mask on and had the, oh, uh, the no. microphone down too low, no. indecipherable. Oh, and they've got the, the fake crowd noise. Stop. This Brad is Stevens had no stop. idea what he was answering, mate. You're had to give some glib, stereotypical answers. Forest. You're not tongue kissing him. Just ask the question for the love. Um, but, yeah, just, uh, blokes wearing blokes with long beards wearing masks looks funny. I just say, just in general. Right? Um, uh, my other one, Russell Westbrook coaching. Have you seen this? Yes, I have. Jumping around like a madman. He's wearing. He was wearing an Iron Maiden singlet. Yes. Now, oh, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden are a British heavy metal band who I used to be into when I was thirteen years old. I wouldn't <laughs> imagine Rush, Rush Westbrook's even heard any of their stuff. But there he was. There he During is. the very devil singlet. Yep, you've yes. taken mine, mate. Well done. Now, what, do you think, what do you think you'd be coaching, by the way? If you're open, just shoot it, no matter what. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's got to offer. Um, great. Yeah, he's got some good vision. Um, one little thing for me, watching up to four games a day or trying to get through four games of highlights or whatever a day, 
Um, fast forwarding through players' free throw attempts and fast forwarding yes. through their time based on ego. This yes. is a can't miss um, strategy I have, O'Brien. Where if you get it, you know, one of the more humbler blokes in the in the league, like I don't know Caruso or CJ McCollum, you know, give them the full, you know, thirty seconds to shoot a couple of, of freebies. But if you get LeBron or Harden or Davis, mate, give it the full minute. This is oh, really? This is foolproof. Right? One minute. Absolutely, absolutely. Just go for it. It's saving yeah. me hours. You need to look at me, look at me action before they shoot the free throw. Unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Now, now I need to. Uh, this one, this one's um. Now we're in a we, we're an Australian flavour, right? To this podcast, yeah, right? So okay. I don't I don't want you to get upset about this. This is an Australian one, right? Well, is this golf? What is this? Botching? No, this is not. This is this is one of the more famous sportsmen of our country, right? Yeah. Warnie, are you aware yeah. that Warnie has released a he's got what what has been dubbed the debut fragrance of Shane Warne? <laughs> so that would indicate there's more smells to come from Warnie. That- He's going to release a series of smells <laughs> of fragrances. Do you believe this? What happened to our slightly portly, overweight, bogan bloke from, from Brody? What happened to him? I don't know. When did he become this metrosexual releasing perfumes? What is know. going on? <laughs> metrosexual. This I don't know, Australian, mate. We, we can get this in, mate. Sorry. Sorry to go Australian for you, but that, that's just too much for me. That had to be mentioned. Liz, Liz Hurley changed him. Mate, you've gone from golf. Don't give me the wind up, O'Brien. You've no, got it to go. I've, I've got another one if you've got if you so don't have one. <laughs> you can't see these folks. I'm getting the wind up because I'm sticking it to Matt here. He's got golf, he's got NFL. Now I'm getting flipping cricket. You're out of control, mate. Don't tell me to wind up. I'll say what I want to say. You're up 6 2. You've taken my next one, which has been the desperate attempts of Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly to attract attention when we're not yes. playing. You're spot on about Russ. You're spot on about Russ with the Iron Maiden T-shirt, the green hat, the bright yellow mask. Today yes. he's wearing a Kobe singlet. Oh, disrespect. You know I didn't like it. He got into it today with Stephen Adams, who, who you and I both like, one of the more popular guys. Beverly in the gangster shirt, the bling, the short shirts, working the rest, oh. abusing blokes who, you know, are actually playing the game. Can't got, stand oh, He got into it with Stephen Adams. That's the guy yeah. he played with for all those years. Oh, they uh, love each other. No, that was Russ. That was Russ. Yep. Um, yeah, Billy Donovan, right? The coach of the OKC Thunder. Oh, good. You're talking about basketball. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've moved back. Um, Billy Donovan, as you know, he, he in years gone by, he's gone generally with the military-style cut. Yes, he has. The military-style cut, the real this short. I'm thinking, this is good. I'm thinking Kevin Bacon, Jack Nicholson and a few good men, or the great Chris Mullen from the yep. circa 1990s run TMC Warriors, that kind of cut. Yes, well, he was. He's clearly seen a stylist in the break, Evans. He is, he's grown it out a bit. He's got a little bit of body, and he's got a nice little sweep going on. Good work by Billy there. He's just he's, a, he's not looking like a military-style man, like the no, general. He's not. He's not. I noticed that. Great peripheral pickup by you. Um, this is why we do this, mate. This is why we do it. Now, Matt, it's time for a segment that you'd like to uh, both ignore the rules and go off on. It's time for our... Kwame Brown, God bless him, is a scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever. Stephen A is the most opinionated sportscaster in the history of the universe. Very strong, very opinionated. Right or wrong, he's going to tell you what he thinks with passion. 
Um, yep. Do you want to tee off today first? Well, Matt, a little bit different from me today. I'm actually going to hold off until my star of the show, which when I wrote became a bit of a Stephen A. So if you don't mind, I'll kind of merge my my final segment into into two. That's fine because I've got plenty. I've got a I've got a longer <laughs> one today. Is it about NBA? It is about NBA. It's not okay, about good. cricket or golf or NFL or ice hockey. Perfect. It's about the NBA. Okay. Peter Richard Arthur Evans. <laughs> Stop my now, name, mate. Now. I'll call you whatever I want. Now, would you agree, Peter Richard Edwards, that the athletes that play this great game of NBA basketball, sorry, that might be a tautology, they're tall, strong, chiselled, resilient athletes, yes, with great toughness and amazing ability to play what is indeed a physical game after we saw it up close. Would you agree with that? Agreed. Well, I'll tell you what. Why are they playing like Bambi Evans? Bambi. They're flopping and diving, contorting their bodies. Like some trapeze artist in Cirque du Soleil. Don't ask me how I spelt that either. They get they get blown over like a skinny mate of ours does when there's a strong wind. Yes, I know. Right? I'm preparing a floppers list, Evans, and you and you don't want to be on it. I'm like the Chinese takeaway delivery driver in that Seinfeld episode. We name names. Okay. Right. We're limited for time, so I'll only be able to give you three today. Right. And then I'll have an honor. Then I'll have an. Then I'll have. No, I'm going to go into depth, and then I'll have an honorary list, an honorable mention, with a few others down there, another six or so. Okay. Joel Embiid. Yep. Yeah. Well done, mate. You are seven foot tall. You have amazing. You have amazing seven two. You have amazing dexterity and coordination. You're such a gifted athlete. It beggars belief you want to spend so much time throwing your body on the ground, throwing your head back, flailing your arms. Even Brad Stevens, the mild-mannered accountant-looking coach of the Celtics, even he was jack of you in Game 3 of this series. Just give us a spell, big fella. Get to the gym, get to the gym in the off-season. Stop eating takeaway. And harden the you-know-what up. Maybe then you might get somewhere near, somewhere a bit further in the playoffs. A bit harsh, maybe. He played pretty well, but, you know, had to, had to finish it off right. nicely. Leave um, it alone. Keep going. Second, now, Jalen Brown. Jalen. Really? Jalen. I saw Jalen Brown get wrapped up by Al Horford in game one against Philly just to stop oh, your foul, yeah. just put his yeah, arms yeah. around him. Yeah. He yeah. proceeded to dive yeah. backwards, Evans, to the yep. floor yep. and sat there holding his face. He didn't go near touching his face. Yeah. What is he doing? Then Jalen in game three, I texted you this when this happened. This was late in game three, a minute to go, tight game, one possession game. He dribbled around the screen, our boy Jalen. He felt a small little touch from behind. (laughs) He did. Don't go there. Don't go there. A small little touch from behind. And then he proceeded to do a star jump while (laughs) shooting the ball. He did. He literally did a star jump. Did he get the whistle? The shameful act actually sucked the ref into giving him three free throws at a critical time of the game. This is not a shot you practice, Jalen. You two are embarrassing yourself. Hard enough. Okay. Okay. Are we done? No, we're not done. Oh, no. We're not done. And finally, the worst. Oh, no. I watched your boy. Hey. One of your two homegrown. Oh, sorry. That's not correct, is it? You trade them all in. You're one of your two basketball saviors in Los Angeles. Oh, I watched Anthony Davis flop to the floor eight times in one game. And the only reason I watched the whole game was because I was taking count. <laughs> He's flopped five times. He died to the floor in the first half. 
Just stand up, mate. You're not a paper plane, right? A little touch, down you go. You skid along the floor, you get up, you have a whinge while your teammates duel it out one short on the other end. At this point, you're looking like the king of the Los Angeles fakers, my friend. Stand up. You're too big, you're too strong, you're too good to be embarrassing yourself like this. Okay. You know? And you'll continue to be at the top of the list if that's what you're rolling with, Anthony Davis. Now, my other honourable mentions on my <laughs> list of floppers, obviously Harden, CP3. He likes to star jump a bit as well, CP3. He's a star jumper. Nurkic from the Blazers. Jokovic from the Nuggets. Your Jokovic. boy Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> that's a tennis player, <laughs> Kyle Lowry <laughs> and Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell, I've spelt it wrong. I've spelt it wrong. The Joker, the Joker from the Nuggets. Now, to our listeners, feel free to, to message us on Insta if I've missed anyone. I'm happy to add them to the list. Okay. Now, the, the two toughest and to most physically intimidating players, I'm just winding up, Evans. This is my summary. The two toughest and to most physically intimidating players in the game right now are Kawhi and LeBron. Neither of them hardly ever dive to the floor. They maintain their centre of gravity. They stand up strong through each play. So take note, you floppers. You're not doing yourselves or your team any favours with this soft, disingenuous, attention-seeking acting. This is not Hollywood. Stand up and play like the strong, chiselled athletes you are. That's it. White pasty, locked down, mamba, out. Well done, mate. Well done. Gee. Uh, yoga fit sorry. Yoga. 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 Sorry. 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 Djokovic. Uh, apologies. Oh, apologies. Errors and omissions. I'm sorry. That's all right. Oh, well done. Well done. Uh, I, I won't linger too too long. Uh, I think you've been harsh on two blokes there, both uh, Davis and and Nurkic, who have gone pretty hard at. I can't believe Lowry didn't make your top three, but uh, that is why we do it. Stephen A. Well done, Matt. You'll get mine in a moment. Let's jump ahead. Okay, we're almost done for the night, but let's go to questions without notice. This is where we ask some, some questions of each other. We don't know what the other's going to ask us. I'm going to go to you one for, for your first one, Matt. Our boy, your boy, Fred Van Vliet, who we both love. He's flying. Ooh, he's my boy, yes. He's going to 21 and 8, 56% from three, and at the end of this season, he's out of contract. Matt, what would you pay him, and do you think he can lead a team on his own? Oh, yes, I do. I do think he can lead a team on his own. I do. I do, I do, I do. Maybe it's Philly. Maybe it's Philly. If they were to move Simmons on oh. and they were able to pick up Van Vliet as a free agent and turn that Simmons into something else, that would be a okay. serious, serious team. A guy who actually actually is prepared to actually shoot the basketball. That, that would be really good. Um, sure now, this first one, Evans, I, I, have a, I have a clip for you. Did you catch all that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I'm staring it out, O'Brien. What's your question? Who was that, Evans? Who was that? The last time I checked, Frank Vogel was the stand-in slash Lakers head coach by name. We all know that any coach in charge of a LeBron team is merely coached by name. But do you think Vogel will last out the season or will LeBron make the power play, maybe cause a leadership spill and take reins as the player coach? just before the team heads into the finals. Be a masterstroke from LeBron, yes? Oh, so there's a question, is there? Yeah. There's a question for me here, mate. Yes. 
Yes. This is fantastic. Now, amazing that you'll look at that in a key playoff game where the referees went to give the ball to the wrong team. And your highlight from that is an overreaction from the King. Unbelievable from you. Yes, he didn't, leave, he didn't leave it for his coach to deal with. He ran right past him from his, his spot deep on the bench. It was very amusing. He's very influential, the great man. Um, a couple of times almost going at it have been Dwight Howard and Hassan Whiteside. Um, who's got a higher Q rating for you, Matt, or likability? Oh, I think you added, added the two together. You'd struggle to get 50 on the IQ rating. Fair enough. <laughs> IQ rating or Q rating? You said IQ. No, I said Q Higher rating. IQ. It's like a likability rating, not the well, IQ I've, rating. I've never, I've, never, I've never heard of a Q rating, so well, I'm stuffed if I know. You can answer that one yourself. Okay. Um, no Dallas team has ever won a playoff game after being down by 20, 0 and 25 before the other day. Mm-hmm. Are we witnessing a team of destiny here? Or will the Lakers, or will the bigger, sorry, will the bigger, deeper, and more experienced Clippers hang on? Uh, I know what my heart wants. My heart wants, uh, yes. my heart wants the Mavs. Of course you do, yes. Yeah, but uh, no, I'll, I'll stick with the Clippers for now. But they are in major strife tomorrow's game. Or I think we'll drop this tomorrow, so today's game. You think seven? I think seven, but... Who knows? I love what we're seeing. They've surprised me. Matt, if he if he comes back after taking out Russell Westbrook's ACL a couple of years back, <laughs> whose who's knee is the dirty Patrick Beverly most likely to take out these playoffs? It's a multiple choice quiz for you, Matt. Luca, Donovan Mitchell next round, LeBron in the Western Conference Finals, Davis or Giannis? Well, it won't be LeBron because his knees are made of, like, steel. That won't possibly happen. It won't be Davis because he'll be lying on the floor. I reckon it'll probably be Donovan Mitchell. He'd be my best best guess. Um, We will cover this at a later date. Will Embiid and Simmons both be on the Philly roster when the season begins again this December? And should they? Unbelievable. Yes and yes. We need a podcast. Wow. Wow. They will be and they absolutely should be. Unchanged, you think? Oh, they have to reconfigure around them. I don't know how they can, while still owing Tobias Harris $138 million over four and, years. And Horford. And yeah. Horford. Um, yes, Simmons is three years in this league. Embiid is four. We're pretending like they're 10-year vets. They need another look. There we go, Matt. That is questions without notice. So oh, now, here we go. We've got your combining now, your star of the week. You will then bring up, I can see there. Star of the week or star of the show, whichever way you want to look at it. And Thank you're combining you, uh, Stephen A, you're merging them into one. Woo! Star of the show. Yep. From North Carolina. <laughs> well, Matt, um, they led. So, star of the show. They led off my first comment of our pod tonight. The Boston Celtics took care of business against the Sixers in a complete shutout. Tatum has been superb. Stevens completely outcoached our man, Brett Brown. They've mitigated the great Joel Embiid, unleashed Marcus Smart on Tobias Harris. Series over. Boston Celtics are not my star of the show. The Miami Heat breathed life into the most lopsided East round one ever, smashed the paces 4-0, setting themselves up for a mouth-watering Buck Series O'Brien in round two. The Miami Heat, not my stars of the show either. The LA Lakers. Oh, the tension. The tension's palpable. They're set to close out the Blazers in five. 
made the right adjustments over after game one. No overreactions, unlike you with your flopping call. Reinvigorated their offense, ramped their D right up, and Portland are cooked. LA Lakers are not my star of the show. Oh, surprise. I'm legitimately surprised. Matt, do you know what all these series have in common? No. I picked them, O'Brien. Oh, I picked them. no. That's right. He's making himself the Celtics, star of the show, is he? <laughs> I said the Celtics in a sweep. I said the Lakers in five. I said the Heat over the Pacers. Listeners, for six straight Last Dance episodes to start this podcast off, I had to listen to O'Brien drool over the Chicago Bulls. MJ this, Scotty that, stuff you, Isaiah. Six and oh, it's about winning, you said. I do love you, Bulls, by the way. Well... Who's winning now, O'Brien? Who? Well, well, he's drinking his own Gatorade. It's magnificent. And then we came to the bubble, O'Brien. And on my phone, on my phone, O'Brien, it's littered. It's littered with texts from you saying that this won't work. There's no way. They will stuff this up. And guess what? You're wrong again. Not a single <laughs> negative test. Not a single negative test. That despite, we're aware of. <laughs> despite you and the ridiculously stupid actions by Lou Williams going to a nightclub conspiring to end this, it hasn't worked. I knew all along they could do it. And I've, all, <laughs> and I've always liked Chris Paul. Ever oh. since he wanted to join the Lakers. My star of the show, Pete Evans, is not, <laughs> he's not your star of the show. The real stars of the show, mate, are the NBA Chris Paul, the bubble builders. It's magnificent. I love it. The boards to straddle, the big faces on the screens of all the fans, the low camera angles, NBA playoff basketball, mate. There's nothing like it. Oh, well done. Well done. Well done. So Get around it. A bit long, but well done. A bit long. <laughs> a bit long. Don't make me go back to your flipping yes, no. Stephen A for five minutes. Now, compared to you, I've got about 2% two, two, two of what you've done there for my star of the show. Um. There are many honourable mentions, but I won't even mention them. I'll just go. This is a bit left field, Evans, this one. You're probably a little bit confused by this. My star this week, my star this week is Seth Curry is my star of the week this week. He has improved every single season legitimately. He is a legitimate player right now. He's playing 30 minutes a night. And in this series, he's providing 16.5 points on 65% shooting. He's going at 56% on threes. 56%. Nine of 16 threes he's hit in the series. He's critical for them in the games they've won. He's more valuable than Paul George is in this series. Flat out, he is right now. Um, And he's my star of the week. And I loved it that I had Steph and uh, Steph's missus and his wife all on the virtual virtual fan screens the other day. That was fantastic. On his, which was his 30th birthday, young Seth. So great to see. A guy, he's always been in the shadow of his, obviously, his superstar brother, but he's a legitimate NBA player, getting better every year. Really happy for him. Love it. Love it. Love his work, too. Sorry, well, not, Matt, not, not, not as entertaining as your uh, finish, but uh, never no, That's all right. That's all right. Loved your Stephen A. And as I said, that was a bit of Stephen A. and star of the show from me, uh, merged into one. Well, friends, if you are listening, still, thank you. We love having you on board. Love hearing from you. Please uh, rate us, review uh, text us if you know us. Um, maybe don't uh, hit us up with scores until you know for sure what's going on. Um, we will see you next Wednesday. This is becoming a podcast that is dropping every Wednesday during the playoffs as we tie up round one and delve deep into the second round. O'Brien, love your efforts, mate. Uh, I'd say good luck good to your Hawks this week, but we're playing each other, so I hope you're 
Hope you have a howler. <laughs> very good. Very good. Take care, my friend. And we'll Cheers. see you next week.